Hi, everyone. This is Joe. This is our episode for October 5th, 2022. This is the first episode for OSR October. OSR October is an event started by I don't know who, but it sounded like a great idea where a whole bunch of bloggers and podcasters dedicate their posts and episodes for the month of October to OSR topics. Logically, our first episode would have been, what is the OSR? But I work two jobs, and my supposed part-time job requires me to work during the weekends, which is when we normally record our episode. So I was working this past episode, and this episode that we have here, we had already recorded. So we're just shifting the order a little bit. So this episode is about aligning systems, but next week we're going to talk about what is the OSR. And the week after that, we're going to do a review on the Basic Fantasy Equipment Emporium. And the week after that, we're going to do a review on the White Star White Box Science Fiction Role Playing. Uh, and that should give you a little hint about what I feel the OSR is. Anyway, if you have sent us feedback, we really, really appreciate it. It's not on this episode because, like I said, we didn't get to record this weekend. This was an episode we already had in the can, so to speak. So we are going to be adding that to next week's episode. And if this episode seems to have a abrupt ending, that is because there was like a minute or so of us talking about how I did not intend for this to be a OSR slash D&D podcast. I expected it to be very friendly to those topics, to cover those topics often, but not exclusively. And ironically, our first um, six episodes, five of those six are going to be OSR topics, with one of them just being a general uh, role-playing thing. So if you're looking for non-OSR content and you're listening to this in the future, skip ahead about four more episodes, five more episodes, I guess. Um, if you are looking for a podcast that only talks about OSR stuff and nothing else ever, this probably is not the podcast for you. Anyway, that's all I had. Oh, other than one other idea. Uh, the reason I said what we're going to talk about the, the rest of the month is James had this, this great idea about soliciting feedback before we talk about a topic. And that way we can address maybe something on a topic that you want to hear. And I'm calling that feed front instead of feedback. His original idea was to do it through polls or something on Facebook or something. I said, no, let's put it on the podcast and then people can hear it and you can call in or write in with your, your topics and we'll discuss it at the beginning. And of course, we're always open to feedback as well. So feedback, feed front, whatever you want to give us. The information's at the end of the podcast, how to contact us or it's in the show notes. I've talked far long enough. Let's get to episode three. Alignment Systems. This is the Decahedron Podcast with Joe and James, two old dudes talking about RPG stuff. Hi, Joseph. Hi, James. What are we talking about this week? We're going to try talking about alignments. It's a big oh, subject. Alignments. It is a big subject. We're probably going to get lots of episodes out of alignments, but we're not going to do them all in a row. When a podcast does a whole bunch of episodes in a row, it's really great if you like that topic. And if you don't like that topic, it's really not great. So this won't be every episode, but there's a lot of episodes to talk about with alignment. And uh, so the first one, we're just going to talk about the original alignment systems. There's three of them. 
I always give the game history because I'm a game history nerd, I guess. Uh, so Alignment starts in 1974 uh, with, uh, I want to say it was Gygax. I don't think, I don't think Dave Arneson originally had Alignment in the Blackboard campaign. I think once Arneson showed D&D to Gygax and Gygax started developing it, he added in the Alignment system. He was influenced very much by a book by Paul Anderson called Three Hearts and Three Lions, which deals with uh, some World War II dude going back in time and finding that the world was divided into these these factions of law and chaos. Uh, and then there were these other people that just didn't want to get involved. And I think that's a topic all of itself. But so that's the first uh, alignment system that we see in 1974 when Dungeons and Dragons is published. It's just three alignments, law and neutral uh, with... I mean, sorry, law and chaos uh, with a neutral, which really implies uh, not those that are emphatically believing in some sort of balance, but those who just aren't aligned with either side. In fact, in a lot of the early fan stuff, they call alignments factions because it wasn't a measure of what you personally believed or anything. It was a sign that you were a member of. It wasn't a passive thing. If you were law, that meant you were in the army of law or whatever. In other words, groups. Yes, and it just changed over time. So in 19... Well, let's stick with 74. Uh, so there's law and there's neutral, but then you have spells in the spell book saying uh, detect evil. And people are like, well, what's evil? Is evil chaos? And that's kind of what they thought it was when they first writing it. But Guy Gax uh, then expounded it to add the infamous good and evil access to the alignments. Uh, and so there were five alignments in 1975, and he did it in an article in the Strategic Review, which was the TSR newsletter, kind of the early precursor to the, the Dragon magazine. So uh, Strategic Review, uh, he added the good and evil, uh, but that only gave us five alignments because he didn't have the neutral good, neutral evil, lawful neutral, lawful uh, I'm sorry, chaotic neutral. Uh, the only ones that existed at that time were uh, lawful good, lawful evil, chaotic good, chaotic evil, and neutral. And this was the same alignment system that was used in the 1977 uh, Holmes edition of the basic set of Dungeons and Dragons, which is the set that you got for Christmas that year. And uh, that I first played. So that was our first uh, Dungeons mm -hmm. Dragons set. Uh, then when Gygax wrote Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, he added in those four missing ones, and they were the, the nine alignments. So I guess because we're already five minutes into the show, um, this week we will just talk about which of those three systems do you like the best? And because I've been talking, I'm going to let you answer that question first. <laughs> Myself, I tend to like the nine the nine alignment system, but I will say I tend to not like playing with people who choose to take the evil side of the axis. And on the good side, I really don't like when people take the lawful good paladin and let's say misplay it or play it where it's not fun for everyone else. No, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. No, you can't lie to that person. It just makes it no fun. But the other side of this, I'm going to bring in 
in all the years I've played it, I've done many years, the alignment never really was a major force in the game itself. There was a couple of occasions where um, it did play, but it was minor details. The only DM that I had that it played more into the game is when, and I'm not going to remember the year, there was swords that would change your alignment. Oh, those the, those have been there since the beginning. So 1974, those were already in the book. Uh, I don't know if those are part of uh, Paul Anderson's book. Like I said, I never read it. Mm. But yeah, no, those have been there since the beginning, and they've been in there all throughout. Uh, although by the time 3rd edition comes around, they might have dropped out. Yeah, but it was only minor changes. Um, this DM actually took it to the extreme where he had quite a few swords out there that would change your alignment. So oh. so it got, the alignments were not a major play-in game other than the choose of your classes. And occasionally, if you went totally against your alignment, the DM would do something. But I've only had like two or three occasions where the DM really slapped someone down on them going against their alignment. Does that make sense? Yep, that makes sense. So I'm going to say... My favorite alignment system is, are you ready for this? You're not going to be surprised at one little bit. No, My favorite alignment system is no alignments. I don't like the alignment system. Um, I I would rather it not be there at all, um, which I think a lot of people are like that because, like you were saying, even when it's there, it's not a big deal. It's just a little thing. However, D&D without alignment system doesn't feel like d and uh, Going to do that, might as well play GURPS. Um, <laughs> so if you're going to play D&D, you're going to have an alignment system. I like the three alignment system because it's that classic good versus evil. And if I were playing with people that, that were, would let me, I would just make it instead of law and chaos, I would make it good and evil. Um, the trouble is that evil people never think they're evil. They always think they're the good, right? Um, <laughs> well, they, they, they think that their side's the right side. You know, it's our way of life. And so I, I always like to, to make the dichotomy something else. It's the, the city people versus the the nomads because uh, they're very different ways of life and they'll see each other as very alien. Well, that's going into the concept of I'm not evil because this is our way of life. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the movie 300 right now. The okay. way that the society comes across, it's it's all warrior-like. There is no evil. That, it's us or them. That's that's Sparta. Yep. Yeah. So evil is in the eye the, of the beholder in sometimes. Exactly. E- evil is they're not us. <laughs> we, we're good. Those people are evil. Wow. We, we don't talk about politics on this show. I could go off on tangent there but i am not going to um i was going to too but yeah i'll, no, I'll keep we, it short yeah we we <laughs> um but yeah no pe- people vilify that which is different from them and yeah but i like the three because for high fantasy for high drama it sets up a very nice dichotomy the good the evil our side their side and that's good however that's viewing alignment as those factions that I talked about in the beginning. Right. If instead you talk about alignments as a person's personal 
feelings, their, their personal morality. It's not the group they belong to. It's what, how they feel and how they try to act. Then I'm perfectly okay with the nine alignment system. Uh, I'm okay with the five alignment system. I'd call them about a draw, but I think both of those are better than the three alignment system for that. And I think that's the way that most people ended up using alignment. Um, so in that case, I, th I think the the more is better. I do not agree with people who penalize people, dungeon masters, who penalize players for the character breaking alignment. Um, I think the world is full of people. I think everybody has this personal standard that they try to live up to and that they don't always manage to live up to. And that's just part of being a flawed human being. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe I'm the only one that's a failure. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Everyone is a failure in their own way. <laughs> and uh, so I, I don't think when you have a player that violates their alignment, that makes them a bad player. I think that makes them playing a conflicted character. On the other hand, if they're playing a, a paladin and, you know, they only chose lawful good to get the paladin class and every single thing they do is chaotic evil in nature and they never show remorse or regret or that deeper, oh, I failed uh, moments, then yeah, maybe, maybe it's time to slap them down a little. And that's what I'm thinking, the paladin and... The clerics um, sometimes as well. It's it's interesting. There's only a couple of classes, and I hate to say it, I don't know how many classes there are. There are many of them, but there are very few that have the alignment requirement or, and especially the paladins, the you break your alignment, you are have to atone to get that back like your paladin's healing ability and so forth. So for paladins and clerics who are members of a church who have a, a deity with um, rules of the religion, uh, it makes sense to me not to break your alignment, but if you broke the rules of their religion, there is some sort of uh, atonement to bring you back into communion with uh, that, that god. Yes, but... I think we're um, at the end of this part of the discussion when we start getting into the alignments themselves. So, so gonna... yes, the, the, this was a brilliant topic of yours, which will spread out over at least nine more episodes. Well done, James. Well done. I don't know if nine is going to be too many, back to your original comment about having too many of one thing, but we'll see how many it gets to. Yeah. Thank you for listening, folks, and that's all. Have a great week, and thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Decahedron Podcast. Send email to feedback at decahedron.com. Remember to spell decahedron with a K. Voice feedback can be sent through the Anchor website or by calling 562-RPG-CAST. That's 562 seven seven four two two seven eight links are in the show notes music is courtesy of kevin cloud logo by design cat thanks for listening